Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. We've got to be the body to rock it like we're never going to see it again. We are exploding. The world is going to know it. We'll rock it like you're never going to see us again. Come on Good evening to you, everyone. It is 11.30 p.m. and Pure Gold is live on the air for this Monday night, February 25th. 2014. Welcome to the show that covers everything and anything. It tells it like it is. But we'll only be talking about wrestling pretty much tonight, folks. My name is Joe Buccino, and my co-host is David Gomez. Sir, how are you this evening? Doing fabulous, sir. As always, a pleasure to be here on Pure Gold. Excited, as always. Folks, check us out. 714-364-4721. Of course, puregoldpg.com. As always, uh, by the way, sir, I need to renew the domain because it's not the entire show on the toilet. But I mentioned this is a whole on here. All right, Dave. Uh, since I can't hear half the words you're saying, um, I guess it's my turn to talk. So, two months later, it is not Christmas, but it is a happy wrestling Christmas to all because that's right, folks, today... At 9 a.m., as Dave suspected, the WWE Network has launched and also crashed 100 billion times. Fans have signed up. I have signed up finally tonight. Dave signed up early this afternoon. The WWE Network... What what was that? I said finally. Finally. We are both signed up for the WWE Network. It's here. I already checked out some some pay-per-views of past, sir. But uh, as you suspected, um, not without some flaws and some errors and some crashes of the server because everybody decided to sign up all at once. We had a couple crashes. Couldn't really co- watch the content until probably later this evening. Your thoughts? Um, I mentioned this when we talked about the show, uh, when we talked about this whole thing originally on the show, that there would probably be an issue with it. I knew that there would be some sort of lag, some sort of delay, some sort of, you know, overflow, whatever you want to call it. I mean, so many people trying to get in at the same time, 9 o'clock in the morning. Um, it only makes sense that there would be a problem. But I think that ultimately these these things will, you know, we're expected and they will get ironed out. Can't expect that the first day things would go smoothly. But I think what they should have done, hindsight, is allow people to register before today. You know, people should have been registering yesterday, the day before, just to kind of have less people on at the same time. But, um, I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me, sir. I, I know you were... Pissing and moaning as usual. 
As usual. I mean, that's that's my job. That's my role. That's my, you know, know your role. Anyway, so I know you watched uh, WrestleMania 6, The Ultimate Challenge, as your first, um, you know, first streaming of the WWE Network. I myself watched uh, Bash at the Beach because I thought the uh, Hulk Hogan heel turn was probably one of the best heel turns I've ever seen in my life. And I saw also the first ever Raw just to re- relive that back in 1993. And speaking of Hogan, I think, sir, let's kick off. Let's kick off our show and talk about, besides the WWE Network, the return of Hulk Hogan. We knew that it was spoiled back, like you told us, WWE.com reported that he'd be hosting WrestleMania. But uh, he's back, and uh, sir, that music, I don't care how old I am, that music still brings a chill, still makes me those those three famous Hulk Hogan poses. Hulk Hogan is back where he belongs in the WWE. Yeah, it was great to see the Hulkster back. Uh, I mean, he repeated himself quite a bit. Just now in the backstage pass, which we'll get to in a little bit, he repeated the same thing. But it was great to see Hulk Hogan. My wife, uh, was watching it with me, much such as yourself, was probably upset because Hogan will not be wrestling. But the guy's 60 years old, still looks great, but um, obviously he's not in the same shape that he once was. But uh, backstepping for a second, you mentioned WrestleMania 6. I actually wasn't able to watch WrestleMania 6, sir, because there was so much buffering and so much nonsense going on that I did not see anything on the WWE Network until later on when I watched an episode of WWE Roundtable, uh, Legends of Wrestling, talking about the worst gimmicks in wrestling history. But uh, it was great to see the Hulkster, and uh, I'm excited, sir. You know, a lifelong wrestling fan, lifelong Hogan fan. I mean, I'm sure, you know, growing up you were as well. So it was exciting. I mean, I'd like to see Hulk do more, but, you know, honestly, he's there, which is the important thing. No, I agree with you, and I agree with your wife, too. I, I just wish he had um, stayed with the WWE or came back a little bit sooner because, you know, it would have been great to have him in one more match, especially at WrestleMania 30, but unfortunately, father time takes its toll. We know that Hogan has bad knees, bad back, bad everything, so for him to host, I guess, WrestleMania is as best as we can ask for, um, considering, you know, his age and his uh, all his ailments. So welcome back, Hogan. And speaking of WrestleMania 2, we're, we're finally on the road to WrestleMania. There's no more pay-per-views in the way. Elimination Chamber was last night, and uh, we pretty much predicted Randy Orton would walk out with the World Heavyweight title. He's taking on Batista as it stands right now. But honestly, sir, I mean, I know you want to get into Batista. Let's, let's really talk about him first. He's getting booed all the time. He seems like he's out of shape for a guy that looks totally in shape. He looks totally winded. Uh, give us your thoughts on on now the main event so far for WrestleMania. I think that today perfectly encapsulates the problem with the company, the problem with the WWE. And for those of you out there, for those of you fools, for those of you schmucks, those of you putzes who don't have a problem, or do, sorry, do have a problem with those of us who do criticize the company, I mean, if this doesn't show you that WWE does not know what their fans want, nothing does. They are taking a big dump all over Batista. They are unhappy with that. They're not loving him and Orton in the main event. They want Daniel Bryan in the main event. They want him to be the man. But obviously what's going to happen, as we saw with the challenge and everything, they're going Daniel Bryan against Triple H, which is a horrible idea that nobody wants. Make I mean, it doesn't make sense from a storyline perspective, but you need you need Daniel Bryan in that match to make it interesting, sir. A three-way title match. Honestly, that's what you need. Because what's going to happen is the fans are going to... If this match goes on last, 
the fans are going to boo the crap out of Batista. They're going to boo him and Orton, and it is going to be a complete disaster. And it's not the reaction that the WWE wants, but, sir, does it not prove that they are totally 100% out of touch with their fan base? I mean, the fans are dict- The fans usually dictate if you're going to be heel or face. I mean, look at WrestleMania's past, WrestleMania 18, when Hogan came in as a heel, left as a face. I, I don't think the crowd is going to really react well, like you said, uh, to this main event at all. Randy Orton can't cut a promo. He doesn't wrestle well. And then you have somebody with Batista, who's a part-time wrestler, who's not in shape, which is kind of weird to say because the guy is totally ripped. He probably doesn't have an ounce of fat on him. But in terms of stamina... He doesn't have it, and that's part of the mistake, too, of bringing back a part-time wrestler, only having him wrestle at WrestleMania, and then a paper, uh, one match uh, you know, last night. I guess he wrestled again tonight. Maybe that's why he's winded, but I don't know. I don't know how they're going to put this together. Hopefully, somehow, Daniel Bryan gets into the main event picture, and it's not Daniel Bryan versus Triple H, like it's been rumored to be for a couple months now. I mean, you, you talk about the last match of a pay-per-view for WrestleMania. That, that's horrendous, and then you know, I'm, let's just continue to rip the WWE because I think, uh, you know, sir, I've I've also come to realize that we and Busted Open um, pretty much love to rip the WWE these days, and uh, because we give a realistic take on it. Um, you look at the other match that you know John Cena is not going to be in your main event this year at WrestleMania, but to be honest with you, feuding with uh, the Wyatt family to me again makes no sense. I would have pitted him against. The Undertaker this year, I thought that would have been a better match than we're going to get to the whole Brock Lesnar thing that ended Raw. But um, I don't like the whole Wyatt angle with Cena. I, to me, the Wyatt family is, they should not be um, top shelf, you know, top heel. I, I like the, the stable, but not against John Cena. Well, I think anything that gets Cena out of a title match at WrestleMania is fine with me, to be quite honest with you. I mean, if you think about it, this match is probably this is gonna this is a mid card match because Taker and Lesnar is gonna get top billing, the WWE title match is gonna get top billing, and Triple H and Daniel Bryan will probably get higher billing than this. I mean, this is the third or fourth you know biggest match on the pay per view, and I don't mind it because Triple uh, excuse me because Cena is not fighting for the title now. Do I think it's a good idea? No, not necessarily, but um, I guess they see something in Bray Wyatt because. I mean, they're pushing this guy to the moon. You know, they're giving him a huge match, the biggest pay-per-view of the year with the biggest superstar of his generation, sadly. And this is a total side note. I did tweet this earlier, but the fact that John Cena is the biggest guy, the biggest name in the WWE in this era is a, is a sham, and it shows you what's wrong with the business because John Cena, you know, 50% of the crowd likes him, 50% of the crowd can't stand him, and, you know, I can't cut a promo. He's over the top. He's, he's just not as good as everyone seems to think he is. But um, honestly, like I said, I don't mind because he's out of the main event at WrestleMania. He's not going to fight for the title, you know, pretty much only the second time in the last, what, 10 years. I have no problem with that, sir. I mean, I have no problem with that, too, but I just told you, I think the more appeal match would be it would have been Taker versus Superman. I mean, the undefeated streak of The Undertaker versus John Cena. And, yes, we'd probably have to pick Undertaker to win. And to, let's let's talk about that right there. That, to me, is a total joke. And, we, I mean, we've, we've talked about this for months now. Um, Undertaker coming back for one match at WrestleMania is so ridiculous. And, um, you know, 
I don't know what kind of train wreck of a match you're going to have between Brock Lesnar and Undertaker. That's why I would say that John Cena at least could carry the match with Undertaker. When you're going to put Brock Lesnar and the Undertaker together in a match, it's it's going to spell disaster, if you ask me. Well, I totally agree with you. I know it's the unpopular opinion, and you and I are pretty much the only people who feel this way about the Undertaker. Everybody thinks he's great. Everybody loves Taker. Everybody thinks he's, you know, the greatest thing since Corey Spread, which, of course, you and I would vehemently disagree with. But I think that at the end of the day, you know, you have this match with Lesnar, and yeah, it's going to be physical. Um, they're probably the reason that they're not putting Cena in the match this year is because I think Taker wants to retire, and he's probably going to retire next year, which would be in his home state of Dallas. Um, excuse me, home state of Texas. And he's probably going to wrestle against Cena next year to to call it quits there. I think that's why you're not seeing it this year, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah, I guess that's possible. But, you know, you're setting up the biggest pay-per-view ever, WrestleMania 30, you know, 30 years in the making. And you have matches that, um, quite honestly, I don't think the fans are going to really sink their teeth into. Again, Batista Orton uh, is okay, I guess. Um, But, you know, if you throw a Daniel Bryan in... Batista Orton is terrible. I mean, the crowd hates Batista, and I don't think it's his fault necessarily. I think that the mistake that the WWE made, and let, let's, you know, call it state of speed, what they should have done with Batista, they should have brought him back around SummerSlam, had him wrestle a bunch of matches, wrestle pay-per-views, house shows, et cetera, et cetera. Then if you want to have him win the Rumble, fine, but at least he was back for four months, you know, wrestling a, a full-time schedule. And the fans would be more accepting of him, and they would say, all right, well, at least he's been here. But what, what they did was they threw him out of nowhere. He appeared the week of the Royal Rumble, won the Royal Rumble, which the fans, of course, are 100% behind Daniel Bryan. That was their biggest mistake. And everything else has been a disaster. It's pay-per-view match, um, him at the Rumble. I mean, they've been booing him left and right. They boo him every time he comes out. You know, Batista's getting the tape. He's getting nuclear heat. Vicky Guerrero, he, and it's, I don't even think it's his fault, honestly. I mean, he did the best work of his career when he was a heel last time, but this is just not working. You know, whatever they thought was going to happen here, if the fans were going to embrace him, I mean, they didn't realize how popular Daniel Bryan was, which, again, baffles me as to why they're going to put him in, in a match against Triple H there. Yeah, it makes no sense. And, you know, I, I don't know the status of Sting right now, but, you know, you could have easily put Brock Lesnar into this main event. I mean, he's he came back for one reason. He came back not to fight The Undertaker, and all of a sudden they threw him against The Undertaker, not last minute, but, you know, this has probably been the works. But, you know, uh, Brock Lesnar's biggest goal, or his only goal, is to come in and, his, you know, win the World Heavyweight title. You could have even put him in a triple threat. It would have been Orton, Brock, and, and Batista, at the very least, you get some uh, interesting spots with the three of them, and then you have potentially a Sting-Undertaker match, which would be kind of decent. I mean, uh, I, I'd be intrigued with that because they bo- they're both washed up, and uh, they're you know they would <laughs> they probably both end up dying, and uh, you know then we could say that they they had a good career, both of them. Isn't it amazing that you and I are the only ones who, who hate the Undertaker? I mean that that truly baffles me because. So many people love The Undertaker. So many people think he is just the greatest thing that ever happened to wrestling. And I tell you, it honestly and truly baffles me. And I'm not saying he hasn't had a great career. I'm not saying The Undertaker isn't a great performer, you know, throughout the entirety of his career. But this whole I'm wrestling once a year thing at WrestleMania is a joke. 
And the fact that, again, this is another perfect example of what I was talking about last week. You're going to say that wins and losses don't matter. So why does the Undertaker have a WrestleMania winning streak when nobody else has a record like that? Not Hulk Hogan, not Ric Flair, nobody. Not, not even Cena. Why is it that this guy is so much better than everyone else and they're going to give him this ridiculous 22, 23, 25, you know, win streak at WrestleMania and to, to never go defe- to never be defeated at that pay-per-view. I think it's a joke, sir. It really is. Well, I'm going to have to agree and disagree with you. I, I have to say, like, at one time when Undertaker was younger and wrestled more than just one pay-per-view a year or one match a year, I actually enjoyed his matches. I mean, him against Shawn Michaels, those two WrestleManias back-to-back were good matches. I just think he's washed up now, and I think they're just, you know, he's hanging on for dear life for, to get this undefeated streak until he retires. I guess you say he's going to retire next year in his home state, but um, if if the guy really wants to... What you say? I said allegedly, yeah. Right, but I'm saying if he wanted to carry his legacy and he wanted to be a legit, um, you know, wrestler that wrestled all these years, he would have kept at least a part-time schedule. This whole, like, sham of wrestling just one match at WrestleMania... And then, you know what the worst part is, sir, is that you bring Brock Lesnar back, and again, for the second time that they've brought him back in the last couple of years, they've misused him to the upteenth degree. I mean, he's going to come back and he's going to lose to The Undertaker? How bad is that? Well, again, Undertaker is untouchable. He's never going to lose at WrestleMania, and it, I mean, it is what it is. I don't understand it. I, I really don't, and... Again, I've never been a fan of the Undertaker's, and you you mentioned how you used to enjoy his matches. Not not that I hated him, don't get me wrong, but just you know never never saw the great appeal. You know he had some bad years there. The you know he was the biker, et cetera, et cetera. But I just think that you know Lesnar is such a physical guy, and I know you hear that a lot, but it's so true with Brock Lesnar. Again, the only man to ever kill a shark. Um, if you're going to have Lesnar fighting Taker, I mean, Taker may die in the middle of this ring. You know, that's, it's sad but true, sir. Undertaker may be killed in, in this, <laughs> the Undertaker, sir. I tell you, it's, it's just, I don't even understand who the hell. They should get, like, Stink to, they should get, like, Stink to guest referee this match or something, because I think that what the WWE really needs is, with the, with these lackluster matches for the biggest pay-per-view ever, you know, because it's WrestleMania 30, the 30-year anniversary of WrestleMania, I think you need to beg people like Shawn Michaels. I think you need to beg like somebody like Chris Jericho. You need to get these guys back on the card because honestly, it's 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 a big pay per view. But the the matches so far that are lining up are, are just not living up to par. But then again, when have we had a really great WrestleMania? I, I can't remember one. Yeah, it's, it's been WrestleMania 17 was pretty great. That was a long that time. was like 13 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Uh, <laughs> was pretty great. Was pretty good. Not as great as it could have been, but that was a good WrestleMania. Yeah, I guess. I mean, but what are your thoughts? Would you bring back people like Chris Jericho, Shawn Michaels for one more match at at the biggest pay-per-view of the year? Well, you know that I love Chris Jericho. You know that I love Shawn Michaels. I absolutely would. I think that it's a shame that Jericho is not going to be at WrestleMania 30, you know, 30th anniversary. You'd think he would want to be there. It's a shame that Fry Baby's 50 pants, CM Punk isn't going to be there. Um... You know, it's a shame there's going to be a lot of talent missing, but, I, you know, again, it goes back to the problem with WWE. What happens here is that they rely so much on part-timers like Taker, Lesnar, uh, Bautista, Rock, et cetera, et cetera, that they don't develop their own stars. They don't let a guy like Daniel Bryan get over, and you, you, you create this cycle of, of frustration with the fans where they're upset that 
their guys aren't being pushed. They're upset that no new talent is coming up to the pipe, and then they're forced to cheer for, you know, or boo in Batista's case, all the older guys, and you're forcing yourself to, to rely on these guys. So when I see Hulk Hogan, when I see, you know, Brock Lesnar, when I see The Rock, all it reminds me of is how terrible the current product is there, and, and that, to me, is the real problem. That is the real problem. What about the fact um, during the whole Batista Randy Orton promo uh, after Batista's match? What about the whole like CM Punk chant? Maybe is it because they were in his where he grew up in you know close to Chicago? But uh, ha- hearing that CM chant was uh, quite interesting, if you ask me. No, it definitely wasn't bad. I mean, Chicago and Green Bay really aren't. Green Bay, is, I've been to Wisconsin. My brother lives there. I know four hours from Milwaukee. Milwaukee is a couple hours away from Chicago, so it's really not anywhere near there. But they're, they're chanting for him because the fans love CM Punk and they spit on everything else. I mean, they literally spit on a guy like Batista. They spit on what, what, what the company is doing. And ultimately, that's the problem. The problem is that nobody seems to know how to give the fans what they want. And realistically, why can't you give the fans what they want? Why can't the fans, you know entrusted to know what they like and what they don't like. You know, you treat the fans like they're idiots, and and this is what happens. I mean, they clearly want Daniel Bryan, so give them what they want. Honestly, what's the problem, sir? Why is it such an issue for the for the company? Yeah, I mean, they're trying to recreate again. They're trying to recreate a Stone Cold um, McMahon type uh, feud, I think, and it's just falling flat because. Um, you know, Daniel Bryan doesn't have this. Uh, I mean, he's he's hot right now, but he doesn't have the star power that Stone Cold had back then. I don't think, and I don't think that Triple H is doing his job as a Vince McMahon's role. So I, you know, I think that they're trying to mimic something that that just doesn't work nowadays. And to be honest with you, I don't think it's going to work. And the fans, again, the fans will just keep booing uh, Triple H until. Hopefully, Daniel Bryan does get into the main event picture and win the title and hold the title for more than just a couple of days, a couple of hours. Um, so we'll see where that goes. Do you really think that he's going to get into the main event? Because I don't. I don't see. I don't even think. I don't see how anybody can think that Daniel Bryan is going to get into this main event at WrestleMania. Because I mean, the fact is that he's not. You know, this is this main event situation is is a disaster. Because you have a guy in Batista that the crowd can't stand, that nobody cares about. You have a guy in Randy Orton who's had so many chances to carry the ball, and he's, he's a bum, another overrated guy. And then you have Daniel Bryan, the crowd is still insane over everywhere they go, and they're not giving the crowd what they want. Sir. That's the problem here, and it's going to backfire, and it really is. What's interesting is you, we keep mentioning how like you don't give the crowd what they want, but what's inter- what's really cool is that the WWE Network comes out and it has like every single pay-per-view that you could watch. So for all the nostalgic fans like myself and maybe you to a little lesser to extent, um, if if I really want to now that I'm paying nine ninety nine a month, of course I could watch the the current pay-per-views. But if I really want to live the good life and and you know relive the good times, I could just watch the pay-per-views that were just monster pay-per-views. You know, the Attitude Era was the era to to watch wrestling. That's when everybody was talking about wrestling, even the non-wrestling fans. So for as much as we say that the the WWE is not giving them, they finally capitalized, they finally realized something clicked in the boardroom, sir, and said, wait a minute, we have all this footage, all all these pay-per-views. Why not, you know, stream it online for now, and then let's charge the people and, you know, come up with a price eventually. They came up to $9.99 a month, but... uh, 
I think that for one thing, they they finally realized that let's let's give the fans what they want, let them watch whatever they want, and let's just charge them because we have so much stuff in the in the, you know in the video library. Let's use it. To, let's make it to good use. Yeah, I mean they definitely they definitely have some good stuff there, and um, you know again it just surprises me that that WWE they're giving the fans what they want. You know, one aspect, and then on the other aspect, they have no clue what the hell they're doing, which is really what gets me because. I mean, you know, again, we can go around this till the cows come home. I just wish that the company would really sit around and say, you know what, Let, let's, let's make the crowd happy. Let's give them what... And, you know, the crowd's not always right, but damn, I mean, it seems like they they don't trust the crowd for anything, sir. Gun to your head. Do you think Triple H is now in charge of the day-to-day operations in terms of what happens on Raw and SmackDown on the pay-per-view, or do you think it's still Vince? I think it's still Vince, um... I think when we hear that Vince McMahon has died and you see the, you can go visit the tomb and the casket and see the grave, I think that's when we'll know that Vince is done. But other than that, I don't think that uh, that the Triple H is going to take over anytime soon just because of the type of psycho nut job that Vince McMahon is. Maybe Vince is over the uh, over the hill too, but I mean, think about this, sir. If if Vince didn't like the way that Triple H was running the company, they could have built a storyline where it ended up being at the uh, a pay-per-view of you know, at WrestleMania, you could have had Triple H versus Vince McMahon for the control of the company. I mean, even that could have been a little bit more appealing than having Triple H go against Daniel Bryan, you know, recreating Stone Cold and Vince McMahon of the Attitude Era. Yeah, I, I would have even bought into that, having a Triple H versus uh, versus McMahon at WrestleMania. I agree with you on that because I think that, um, you know, all these guys who have fought Vince McMahon, uh, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, which was a train wreck, but you've had all these different like Hogan, you know, Triple H and him have been tied together for a long time. Clearly, their family, honestly, why not have the two of them go out at WrestleMania for control of the company, like you said, and then put Daniel Bryan in the main event at WrestleMania? That's what gets me, sir, honestly. It's, yeah, it truly does. So, like we said, we're on the road to WrestleMania. WrestleMania is now April 6th. We still have a whole month in between the month of March uh, to talk about, you know, the WWE Network. We could talk about what happens on Raw, and, you know, they even have a backstage pass, which is kind of cool, so that if we do start our shows at 11.30, we could watch a little bit of the backstage pass, you know, with Booker T, with uh, Ric Flair, and a couple others, so it's always good well, to see even... Go ahead, let's sir. Talk, let's talk about that for a second. Alex Riley, apparently, is going to be a part of this. He was on today's episode or whatever. Where the hell has he been? Why is he not wrestling? I mean, that guy has some charisma and some talent. It just baffles me that this company... And again, not saying that he's supposed to be, you know, the second coming of anyone, but at least he was he was decent and the crowd liked him. But uh, apparently, Vinny Mac does not like him. Um, you know, I like the idea of it. I think it gives it more of a sense of legitimacy. I think it makes it the whole aspect of, of the program of Raw, et cetera, et cetera. I think that it makes it so that you, as a fan, look at this and you say to yourself, "Wow, you know, this is nice." I mean, there's. There's no legitimacy to it, like I said, because when you look at, say, baseball, you have baseball tonight. You have the pre-game, the post-game. You have the pre-game and the post-game for the NFL, uh, you know, NBA. And now they're doing it for wrestling, so it's like, it's not that it's on the same level, but it's like putting it in a more of a realistic type of way where it's like a legitimate sport, which, of course, WWE is adamant or not. But uh, give us your take on that, sir. No, I agree. I, I like the aspect that there are pre-shows pre, sh- pre shows, um, and, a, and a post-game show to, to wrap up 
um, not only pay-per-views, but actual like shows that are on TV. I I do agree with you. It makes it feel a little bit more legit. It makes it seem like you know it's just like one of the main sports: baseball, football, hockey, basketball. So I, I do agree with you there. Um, I had one other thought, but I forget now. Uh, oh yeah, just that the fact that you know with with WrestleMania coming up, um, you could like I, I honestly. If you, you need to start building, uh, you, you need to start building the, the card below the, the, your top uh, matches so far. And I think that people like Sheamus need to be utilized in a good way, like you know Sheamus and, and Dolph Ziggler, uh, even Big E, the Intercontinental Champion, Dean Ambrose, the U.S. Champion. These people, I think, need to have uh, strong matches at WrestleMania to make the card legit. Because, like I said, the top tier this this card so far is not looking too strong. Now's the time to either have your U.S. title defenses, your your tag team title defenses, your intercontinental title defense. All those titles should be on the line at WrestleMania. And you should also have, honestly, don't laugh at this, but you should have a battle royal either in the beginning of the pay-per-view or during the middle. Just have a battle royal. Whoever wins that battle royal either gets a title shot later during the year. But you need to utilize, now that the rosters are combined again and not a lot of guys get on the shows anymore, you need to include as many people as you can on at WrestleMania, I think. I agree with you, sir. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, you know, again, I know you were you were hissing and moaning about the WWE Network. It, it's nice to hear that you're at least not uh, foaming at the mouth like a little girl anymore, sir. Well, now that I know that I could spend, like, what, $40 on a Roku, even though you were gracious enough to give me one, Andrea and my wife want to give me a birthday present, so I said, give me a Roku, call it even, I'll give you a stunner. And, uh, you know, I could watch it on TV at least. But, you know, I don't mind watching oh, it on my laptop for now. Is that, is what that what that? you're going with? Call it even? Is that what you're going with? <laughs> yeah, call it even. <laughs> you are pathetic. You, you make me sick. <laughs> I don't even know what my Andrew is thinking. I mean, if anybody doesn't deserve an anniversary gift, if anybody doesn't deserve anything, it deserves just a steel chair right to the forehead. It's you, sir. Let's be honest. Yeah, let's let's be honest then. Let's uh, let's call it a uh, timeout now, sir. Let's take a break because I'm all wrestled out. It's midnight. It's now Tuesday, but I want to get back and talk about some NFL notes, some baseball notes, and um, any other notes or nuggets that you may have because I am beat. So let's take a break, and we'll come right back. Hey, guys, this is actress Sadie Alexandru, and you are listening to Pure Gold. I got two words for you, pure gold. Hey, everybody, it's Nikki Boyer from Yahoo's Daytime and No Time. And don't forget to check out Pure Gold every single week for amazing guest interviews and pretty entertaining radio, I have to say. You guys are awesome. Hi, this is Morgan Willard, Miss Oklahoma, USA 2010. Make sure to check out Pure Gold every week at puregoldpg.com. Dave and Joe always bring the best and entertaining talk radio and great guests like me. Hi, I'm Anna Zielinski, and make sure to tune in to Pure Gold, where you can hear great interviews, wonderful insight, and the best talk radio around. Got to give a special shout-out to Anna Zielinski. As I was watching Raw, sir, and I'm sure you missed this, she was actually on Raw because she appeared in a Kindle commercial in the middle of Raw, actually towards the beginning of it, it was one where the two women are at the pool, and they're looking at, she's looking at the Kindle, and I don't know what the other lady's looking at, but I, I just kept looking at her, and I'm like, wait a minute, is that is that Anna? And sure enough, it was her. 
I reached out to her and, you know, probably have her on the show pretty soon. Just, uh, you know, need to get back to her, her to get back to me on that. She's got some other projects coming out, so I had to give her a little special shout-out to JB. Well, think about this, sir. Between Anna Zelinsky, Renee, uh, Road Dogg, and Billy Gunn, I mean, all of the all the guys, that, all the people that are on Raw tonight have pretty much been on Pure Gold, so that that's pretty cool. That actually is it's a good point, sir. I, uh, you know, I hadn't thought about that. I mean, if we get Hogan, I think that we should just retire at that point because if we do get him, I think that would be the ultimate. Well, if we Not get the Hogan. warrior. <laughs> you took the words out of their mouth. The ultimate would be the ultimate <laughs> warrior. Um, but, yeah, that would be great, sir. I mean, having Hogan, I, w- I would just, in the middle of the interview, I would just turn off the show. That would be the height of our show. We would get, never get any better than that, so it's time to lock it up and throw away the key. Before we get on to the, the sports nuggets that I have, a couple of football um, and one basketball and one baseball, um, does it make sense now that Hogan's officially back that he's the one that inducts Ultimate Warrior since, let's face it, Ultimate Warrior's best match, in my opinion anyway, is WrestleMania 6? I think it does, but him and Warrior can't stand each other, so I can't imagine that <laughs> that's going to happen, sir. I mean, they pretty much hate each other's guts. I mean, who would you pick at this point? Like, if you're if you're Ultimate Warrior... Who are you picking to to do your induction? Um, I would pick Jim Helwig to induct the Ultimate Warrior. Jim Helwig. Who? Jim Hel- Helwig, a.k.a. Oh. the Ultimate Warrior himself. <laughs> the, okay, so he'll induct himself. I got you. Okay. All right, before I really pass out because I've been up all day, let's. I want to get into some NFL talk, sir, because... I heard this. I don't know how true it's going to be. I mean, it's it's being passed around the NFL Rules Committee. There's uh, rumors going around that, sir, that the NFL has become so sensitive to, to this whole Jonathan Martin, Richie Incognito locker room debacle that they're thinking about, believe it or not, um, giving a 15-yard penalty to every team or to the team that uh, has a player that either uses a racial slur like the N-word or uses a homophobic word like the, you know, the... F word, I don't want to say the words, but those type of words, if the referee hears those type of words, the thing about calling 15-yard penalties on the, the, that team, sir, now you're asking, my point to this is that you're asking referees to referee a game that's, that's evolving every year, and these rules are so complex and intricate, and now you're asking them to police the vocabulary of these, I don't want to say monsters, but let's face it, football is not a, uh, a gentleman's game. I mean... How do you even decide that? Who, like, if it's a derogatory term, some of them use it endearing. When an African American and an African American talk to each other, sometimes they use the N word. God forbid a white person use that because it's totally out of. Then it's really bad when you use the N word. But sir, I mean, I think the NFL is being a little bit overly sensitive, especially with this whole Richie Martin incognito thing. What are your thoughts if they do pass this kind of rule? Well, I, I'm not sure who Richie Martin is, but uh, you know. Kudos to him, and I'm sure that Jonathan Incognito also appreciates you, uh, you, you know, messing up the names there, sir. But uh, I think what they should do in the NFL is that if guys give each other dirty looks, if they don't talk to each other, if they're, if they're not friends on Twitter, if they're not following each other or, you know, friending each other on Facebook, but I think they should just giving out social media penalties. They should start giving out, you know, penalties for uh, ugly shoes. I mean, it, it's getting to the point where the game is just going to be ridiculously ruined. And I agree with you. It's like they're policing a game within a game within a game. And how the hell are the, are the uh, you know, the refs supposed to know? I just think it's, it's a little too much there. I really do. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I really hope that they decide not to like go with that kind of rule because, again, not only will the game be prolonged longer, but then you're asking referees to say, like, even like in a pileup during a fumble, I mean, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I heard him say the N-word. Uh, let's give him a 15 on penalty. It, it, to me, it's just ridiculous. I think they need to really calm down with that. I mean, like I said, when when the N-word is used, it's usually not a white person saying it to a black person on the football field, and it's usually uh, between two black people, believe it or not. I mean, it's an endearing term, according to them, when they say it to each other. So I, I don't think that needs to be – they don't need to call penalties on that kind of stuff. The other thing, and I know you want to get into it too, but I want to give you my quick take, is that – this is why, folks, you do not bring your, your sexuality into any type of sports because Michael Sam was quoted the other day by saying, I do not want to be seen as a gay football player. I just want to be seen as a, gay, uh, as a football player. So let's, let's, let's you know, say that out loud one more time. He doesn't want to be seen as a gay football player. He just wants to be seen as a football player. So why are you saying this, Michael Sam? I mean, you're you're creating. I, I think he's creating so much problem, sir. That when he does eventually get drafted, because he's not going to get drafted where he's supposed to. And honestly, I don't even know how good of a player he is. I think he's just using this platform now for his own benefit, just to raise awareness or whatever. It's it's a total. I don't know. It's a total waste. To, to be honest with you, I, I'm I'm getting sick of him already, and uh, he hasn't even been drafted yet. It's not even draft day, and I'm already tired of Michael Sam. Yeah, I mean, I think that the problem the problem that you run into is the fact that how, how are we supposed to know? Like, how are we supposed to know, um, you know, what this guy is all about, if it's true? I mean, if we're projecting him to be a fifth or sixth round pick, I mean, yeah, he had a great, you know, he's really good in college at SEC, co-defensive player of the year, et cetera, et cetera. But, I mean, he hasn't done well at the Combines. I understand the Combines don't make or break you, but apparently he did terribly compared to some of the other guys in a lot of different areas. And, um, I mean, opened eyes, and again, it just reaffirmed what people thought, that this guy's a fifth or sixth round pick, and now the whole homosexual thing, it may really come back to bite him in the rear end, saying, well, you know, I'm not going to draft this guy now, or, you know, I'm only going to draft him because of this. So, I mean, any way you cut it, he's not going to be treated fairly, which makes me wonder why the hell he decided to, you know, do this in the first place, honestly, sir. Yeah, and again, you're you're coming out and saying that you don't want to be seen as a gay football player. Well, you're not the one that's supposed to even say that. You're supposed to just play hard and play the game and not worry about this kind of stuff. For him to open his mouth and continue to open his mouth about this whole, you know, I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay, to be honest with you, it makes me think that he's got an agenda beyond football and he just wants to, again, again raise awareness and I don't think any type of sexuality or any type of race or religion, anything like that, should be ever be put into the, into any type of sports because, at the end of the day, it's about performance and it's about you know your team winning. It's not really announcing what you are to the the community. And I understand that they've been oppressed. I just don't think that um, you know this is the type of uh, media that's going to really uh, like. <laughs> They're going to really just hone in on whatever team he gets drafted. As it's going to be a big distraction. And knowing my luck, sir, and I hate to say this, watch him get drafted by the Jets. And if he did get drafted by the Jets, then what? Are you going to go out there and you're going to buy a you know, Michael Sam jersey, a Joe Sam jersey? I mean, you know, is that is that going to be an issue for you, sir, or is it just because you don't think he's that great of a football player? And that's, of course, uh, what I'm concerned with. 
I don't know. All I know is that now that he's announced his sexuality, it's going to be a big distraction. It's going to be like another Tim Tebow, and I have nothing against Michael Sam, the player, the person, but I do not want somebody like that on my team because, again, it's a distraction. That's what my bottom line is. It's, it's, you know, it's bad enough that you have to have every single player, 52 players, and the coaches all on the same page, have some talent, and actually win games. I do not need that type of distraction at the end of each game, before each game. Um, during the game, it's probably a moot, ish, a moot issue, but uh, during and before, I think it's just going to be a, a headache for any team that drafts this guy at this point. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you on that, sir. I really do. And then going from, like, thank God we're not the Brooklyn Nets fans, but, you know, they bring back Jason Collins. And you know what's funny about Jason Collins, sir, is that that was our last hot topic back in, I think, May before we actually shut it down for, like, eight months um, or seven months uh, of pure gold last year. We talked about uh, Jason Collins coming out, and now he's he's back with the, the, the Brooklyn Nets. And this, this is a guy that's a 40-year-old, uh, signed a 10-day contract to what? To raise awareness for, the, you know, uh, being, you know, homosexual uh, in a sport. Uh, this being the NBA now. Um, to be honest with you, I, I don't know what the Brooklyn Nets are thinking. I, I, I obviously have some assumptions that Jason Collins is just trying to bring awareness to the NBA now. It, it's not getting out of hand, sir, but, you know, again, that's not the type of distraction, not the type of person that I'd want on my team, only because of the all, all the media that's going to be hounding you at the end of each of these games. Yeah, I, I can totally understand that, and I think that ultimately that does become a problem. But at the end of the day, you know, this is the society that we live in, and you know, everybody's promoting and everybody's pushing, and everybody, you know, if you're against it, you're wrong. If you're against it, you're bad. If you don't agree, if you don't want it in your life, if you don't want it in your face, you're a dirtbag. I mean, that's that's pretty much what it boils down to, sir. Uh, unfortunately, you know, this is the kind of uh, world that we live in, and unfortunately, there's nothing that you or I can do. We're we're the bad guy, no matter what. <laughs> Speaking of unfortunate and being the bad guy, I mean, being a Met fan just isn't the best. Uh, the last couple of years have not been the best for to be a Met fan. And uh, I don't know if you heard, but Ike Davis cut a interview either today or yesterday saying how. He had nothing. It had nothing to do with the injury. Why he sucked? He just. He actually admitted that he just plain sucked last year, and it had nothing to do with his injury. So that that gives me a vote of confidence for this year, knowing that he's totally healthy and uh, he's going to hit 35 home runs and drive in 100 RBIs. Uh, hopefully, I mean he's he's capable of it. You know, I know you're being facetious, but I mean he's definitely capable of it. You got to admit that much at least. Yeah, we'll see. But, yeah, like Davis, I, I think the, the best thing you could do, my advice to you, uh, is to keep your mouth shut and just, you know, let your uh, performance, hopefully your good performance, speak louder than your words. And uh, I guess the one last nugget that I have, sir, I should have kept in line with football, but Tom Coughlin gets a one-year extension, so he's not a lame duck coach, just like Rex Ryan got an extension. Um, obviously well-deserved. The guy won two Super Bowls in five years, but uh, the cough is back. He's not a lame duck coach, and good for him. Yeah, I agree. I like the cough. I mean, he's probably going to die in the field just like uh, he should. So I'm looking, <laughs> forward, to, <laughs> I'm looking forward to Tom Coughlin kicking the bucket uh, in the middle of a Giants game somewhere. Coughlin's <laughs> <laughs> about 100, 150 years old, and, you know, more power, more power to him, sir. What can I tell you? You know, sir, um, I'm a little surprised that, you know, we're back to our Monday night show into Tuesday morning, um, and no Elwood today. I, I think that we've lost um, our only listener, and, um, you know, it's a shame. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're right, sir. I do. <laughs> I think it's a shame, and, uh, you know, what can I tell you? It's, uh, it's over. It's, 
we're done. We're washed up. Throw away the key. Yeah. Lock it up there. What can I say? Totally. So I'm all out for tonight. I do want to say, sir, if you are still a movie person, I'm not sure if you have time to go see a movie now. They have two daughters. And, uh, you know, just um, it's hard to get out. I know that. But uh, if you get a chance, there's a movie that not, not, that's not getting much play right now. Uh, but I took my wife to see it Friday night. It's called Monuments Men. It was a really good movie. I highly recommend it. You know, I wanted to go see it. And I, I thought that we were going to go see it. But um, as usual, my wife uh, spit in my face, so I don't think we'll be seeing that movie. Um, you know, I was led to believe that this is was something that we were going to watch, but uh, you know how it is, sir. The, when the wife calls the shots, you just uh, you say yes, thank you. May I have another? Exactly. So, do you have anything for me before we uh, cut out of here? Um, no, not really. I mean, um, I think you, I think you pretty much touched on everything. We were speaking earlier, I asked you to nugget something, which you did, the whole, uh, you know, Batista thing and all that other garbage. I mean, you know, what can I say, sir? This is, you uh, think, um, it's fine. <laughs> you think as as the shows start regularly back up again, and we've, we've gotten pretty consistent again, you think we will have guests uh, maybe sometime this year? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like I said, uh, you know, I'm working on, uh, on Anna Zelensky. I would like to have her on the show, um, you know, to see if, what she's up to, what she's been up to, and uh, I'm sure there's other people out there who, you know, love this show and, you know, think the world of us and are you know, huge fans of ours, so I'm sure that we'll, uh, you know, we'll be able to get some more fans. It's just, you know, this late time throws people off. A lot of them live in California, a lot of them live here. Yep. So it's, yep. not, it's not as easy as you would think to have these, uh, you know, talented people, but I'm sure we will. I mean, this is this is like old school. This is the way that our show was. At the very beginning, sir, so it kind of, uh, I mean, you should be excited about that, considering that this is pure gold, this is true pure gold, it's just the two of us on here, no listeners, you know, nobody to talk to, no callers, nothing, just me and you talking crap for, you know, 30 to 45 minutes. Yeah, hey, it's safe to say that uh, Elwood tonight gets the old blaze steak! I don't know, I mean, you're over here ripping Elwood, I mean, I know you want the guy to call in, but jeez, come on, if he's listening right now. He's definitely not going to call. You may have just called us our only, our only listener. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, talking to you and is uh, pure gold enough. So, Elwood, if you if you want to call and call me out next week, please call in. Yeah, Joe, Joe's begging. Folks, that's about all the time we have this evening. It's a pleasure as always. Hopefully there are some of you out there listening. I know Joe and I joke about the amount of people, but there was a time when we were getting a really good uh, number and, you know, consistent amount of people, so hopefully we can build that back up again. But make sure you check us out every week. And this is our regularly scheduled time, 11.15, not 11.30, but 11.15 every Monday night. Actually, now with the, uh, the WWE Network, will probably start airing at 12, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning just to watch all the things <laughs> that are going on there. <laughs> so yeah. make sure you check out the WWE Network, get the app, et cetera, et cetera. Don't be a punk like Joe, you know, who was, who was pissing in the morning and complaining and screaming. For a guy who doesn't even pay attention to the to the information that they give you, told me it's not going nuts, that it's not a regular TV channel, even though they never said it was going to be one. Sir, you absolutely 100%. You know, I, I'm i sorry, sir. This is, just, this is the only way to do it. And and before we uh, end the program, i got to tell you, Joe. Please That is for you. As a matter of fact, i got another one for you. This is how I felt today listening to you going for me. You make a dog sick! Folks, again, next week, check us out. We'd love to have you. Check out PureGoPG.com for all our past episodes. 
For JB, this is DG reminding you to always keep it E a G. What's the name of your show? Uh, pure Gold. Pure Gold? Yes, sir. I got two words for you. Pure <laughs> Gold. You guys are awesome. Good night, everyone. And we, Out of your homes. Yeah. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.